You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Welcome back, listeners, to the Horizons Church Podcast. I'm joined today by the one and only, and <laughs> that's the only introduction I have for people, as, uh, <laughs> as you all probably have grown to know by this point, but it is true. Yeah, it's never wrong. You know, it's never you, wrong. anybody that, that exists, they're the one and only of, of who they who they are. How's that for That's just true right there. <laughs> that's just I'm, true. That's, I'm joined by Lucas Jarrett today. That's who it is. The one and only yeah. Lucas Jarrett. Uh, it, introduce yourself to our listeners and yeah, tell us a little so, bit of who you uh, are. I got into the residency program at Horizons, so uh, I am working with Josiah pretty closely on uh, a lot of the community groups and small groups ministries at mm-hmm. Horizons and uh, really enjoying it, having a lot of fun, hopefully being productive and doing some good work. But uh, I'm going to be around for at least the next about year and a half working at Horizons with him and with the other pastors as well. Got my fingers in a couple other things, but mainly connecting group stuff. Yeah. Really liking it. You've been part of the church for like most of yeah, your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, I've been, uh, my parents are uh, very mature Christians, so uh, I've uh, had the great um, uh, benefit of growing up, you know, in the church and uh, always being very involved. So so nothing too crazy or too new for me, but definitely some new responsibilities and opportunities. <laughs> that's for sure. All that slave labor you get to do now as oh, an underpaid resident. That's the best. <laughs> That is the best. Making the big bucks, yeah, maybe. If anybody's interested in joining the residency program, <laughs> just so you know, that's what you're in for. You get to work with people like me and get underpaid and do lots of things. <laughs> no, so that's who Lucas is, and uh, yeah, thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. Yeah, absolutely. On the podcast. So, absolutely, and we're yeah. going to get into some interesting stuff today, you know? Yeah. You, uh, oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> you've had the, the wonderful pleasure of uh, talking about some interesting stuff this past week in your sermon, and... Uh, one oh, of those yeah. topics is circumcision and mm. something that can be confusing and <laughs> seems very Old Testament. But, oh, uh, oh, it is. It, and it certainly is. <laughs> but it shows up in the New Testament. And it sure does. Try to clarify some of it. So, uh, like I said, this past week you talked a little bit about that mm-hmm. and, uh, and a little bit about baptism as well. So uh, kind of just fill us in on what those are all about and... Uh, Try to clarify some of that yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, we didn't have time to get into the the depths of those those signs in particular and what they mean and what they're all about. Um, let's take for circumcision first, okay? I'm not going to give you a scientific explanation <laughs> of what circumcision is. Hopefully, Better you know what not. it is. Um, if you don't ask your mom or something, I don't know. You know, um, <laughs> I would don't. So the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's no easy way to talk about this. So anyway, um, circumcision for somebody like Abraham um, or the, the nation of Israel, the Jewish people, the physical sign in and of itself doesn't seem to be the primary issue. Now, yeah. notice I highlighted that term primary. It's right. not the primary issue um, at the heart. What s- seems to be the issue is an obedience and trust thing. Um, so like in Abraham's case, so you read this like in Genesis 15 and 17, and you even take like Genesis 15 specifically, for example. Okay. 
God comes to Abraham, makes these promises, and what does it say? Abraham believed God. Believed God, yeah. and that was counted to him as righteousness. righteousness. Meaning that's that was the issue. Was like, yeah. did he be, was he going to believe right. God? Right. The sign of circumcision comes after that, right? Yeah. So, what seems to be at the heart of this for even Abraham is that it's a sign a physical demonstration of the fact that God said, I've, I've established my covenant with you. I've made these promises to you um, as a sign so that you remember that. And so that we, we kind of ratify and establish his covenant. You're going to have to circumcise uh, <laughs> yourself at 99 years old, yeah. no less, um, and all the men in your, your household and, and all your future descendants that are right. going to come after you. And you, you see this, um, I think you see this, idea kind of validated in passages um, like Deuteronomy 10, mm-hmm. 16 through 17, mm-hmm. where Moses, you know, he's given the law to Israel. And what he says in those verses is circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart. Now, that's an interesting way to say it, isn't yeah, it? Circumcise. Some new terminology yeah. right there. <laughs> circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart and be no longer stubborn for the Lord your God is a God of, is God of gods and Lord of Lords and the great almighty and awesome God who's not partial and takes no bribe. So that gives this spiritual kind of interpretation to the physical sign that circumcision represents, right? Yeah, that, it helps you understand mm-hmm. why you don't uh, want to get too caught up in just the physical aspects of it because right. that's not, as you mentioned earlier, it's not the, um, the primary purpose. You know, mm-hmm. there's a uh, so to speak, a greater purpose behind right. it. You know, something a little more to it than just the physical side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and and the the flip on that is yeah, like the high, primary issue is is the heart. Like, are you going to you know, are you going to love and trust this this God of gods and Lord of lords? But the the compliance with the physical sign, getting circumcised, that was a demonstration of their. The fact that like, okay, yeah, like you said, we're going to do this. Like we, we trust you. We're going to do it. And it was also, um, I mean, even just in, as far as the community went, that was the distinguishing mark that mm-hmm. included. Yeah. That said, you're yep. an Israelite, like you, you belong in this community. Yep. Um, so it's that, and that's a big deal, especially back in those oh, days, yeah. probably yeah. even more than we're really capable of realizing now because community life was life. You yeah, know? It there was, was, there was, it was our individualism that kind of exists in America and in the West and even in our, our church to a degree, um, the, the big C church of America, that's, you know, <laughs> that wasn't really a, a, a thing mm-hmm. in the Israelite mind. It was, it was the community was mm-hmm. yep. central to worship and to life. And so you wanted to be part of the community yeah. <laughs> and uh, for the yeah. Israelites that meant complying with God's, um, mandate to Abraham yep. to be circumcised. Yeah. So pretty big deal. Yeah, certainly. So uh, kind of revisiting the heart issue, does that sort of help us understand um, why circumcision is set aside in the New Testament? Does mm. that, that help us mm-hmm. maybe discover a little bit about that? Clarify yeah, that? I, I think so. So probably helpful to try to look at this and think through this the way the Apostle Paul did because he, he wrote pretty authoritatively. That's, that's on usually that. a pretty good just rule to think <laughs> yeah. about it like Paul yeah. did. Um, he, he wrote about this. Um, Romans 4, 9 through 11. 
It reads, uh, we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? So that goes back to what we were talking mm-hmm. about a few minutes earlier. It was not after, but before he was circumcised. He received the sign of circumcision as what? As a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. So that's, you know, okay. That's a lot going on there. (laughs) What we're seeing here, I think pretty clearly, is that what makes the difference for salvation, for being um, included in the community of God's people, at the heart is faith, yeah. right? It's not, yeah. you know, that's, that's Paul just just showed us that. He said, mm-hmm. Abraham, his, his faith was counted to him as righteousness before, before. he was circumcised, yep. right? Yep. So once again, the the heart of this this whole issue and of these signs is that is, do you believe God? Yeah. Do you trust Him? Do you treasure Him? Do you love Him? Um, and particularly, do you love Him as He's been revealed to us in Jesus? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Jesus comes and He dies on the cross for us, and He raises back to life, and now He's reigning. I mean, do you love? Do you love Him? Do you treasure Him? Is your faith and your trust? in him. And what, again, Paul illuminated for us in that passage was that circumcision was a sign for Abraham that he really did believe God. Yeah, it was the evidence of mm-hmm. something. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and just to further drive home this point, we covered this in our community group. Just a, just a shameless plug for community groups, guys. If you, you know, <laughs> want to get involved in a community group, come talk to us. Yeah. Um, but we talked in our community group this, this past week about... Um, we were in Galatians. We just finished mm-hmm. up Galatians. Yep. And we read in Galatians 6.15 that neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creation, i.e. it's faith that God is who he yep. says he is and that he's going to He's going to do what he said he's going to do. He's going to change you. He's going to finish the work he began in you. Um, and you'll be obedient and follow him out of that faith right. and trust. And so – Circumcision again, at least in the you know, when you're talking Old Testament context, you're talking about it's a it's a sign of the fact that Abraham and the Jewish people they trusted yep. God because there were people that were circumcised that I don't think you'd say they were saved. You know? Right? And, um, there were plenty of kings in Israel that were terrible, terrible people. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, so that just kind of <laughs> I think you know. Yeah reinforces what Paul even says in Galatians there, that it's like, that's not what matters. It's your, right. it's your heart. I mean, heart. Mo- Moses said that back in Deuteronomy, right? Yeah. Deuteronomy 10, we, that's what we, he said. You, you find the heart, you know, we find evidence of God being after our hearts throughout scripture. It's not, um, it's not just a New Testament thing. The Old Testament is, you know, has a lot of rules and laws in it, so to speak, but there's evidence all throughout the Old Testament that God is after our hearts. Yes. Yes. He wants, he wants your faith, wants your trust, wants your love. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that kind of, I think, gets at why we see that circumcision as a, like the sign and right. the, the, the thing that gets you included in the community of God's people gets, yeah. it's said, you know, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts, it's right. new creation. So if that's true and what we're saying is true, which certainly think that it is, why would the Jewish people, you know, why did they have such a hard time letting go of this? 
this uh, sign letting go of, of the necessity for circumcision everywhere all the time mm-hmm. after Jesus came? Why did they have yeah. such a hard time, you know, letting go of that? Yeah, because, I mean, you'd think somebody comes to you and says, hey, like, you can be included in the community of God's people and have salvation, you know, and you don't, hey, like, don't worry about circumcision anymore. You don't have to do that. that uh, you know, I think that's a that's pretty good a, deal as a man. Yeah. <laughs> Because like, if you break that news want, to me, yeah. I may, I'm going to have second thoughts. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's, you think that's, it sounds pretty simple. Um, I think, you know, looking back and thinking about it now, it's like, well, yeah, it doesn't sound like a big deal to us, right? But <laughs> we have a lot of reasons, even today, for holding on to things that um, aren't necessarily beneficial or necessarily, you know, I mean, we talked about this past weekend, you know, our, our willing, our, our tendency to want to hold on to things that aren't as good and laying them down for something that's better. Right. Um, so here's, here's some things to maybe think about just as far as this, this question goes. Um, first off, this had been a cultural staple for the people of Israel for Millennia, yeah. <laughs> going all the way back to the the time of yeah. of Abraham. This I mean, is a Abraham defining is as, mark for their yeah. nation. Abraham is as early as it gets. Yeah, you know? and uh, so I mean, that's this this little this this sign, this seal, this this ritual, this this rite. <laughs> uh, this had been a defining mark for them for for thousands of years. Um, so I mean, that's when it's something just ingrained in your culture. That's hard to let go of when you when you come to associate something with who you are as a person, when you associate, when you wrap up your identity with anything, it'd be hard to let that go. Yeah. Um, And especially with the, you know, I mean, the significance that was attached to circumcision for these people. Um, I mean, it wasn't just, you know, it was, it was tied directly to this moment where God came to Abraham and said, you're going to do this and yeah. your, your descendants after you're going to do this as a sign. Birth of their nation. Yeah. This was something that was mm-hmm. right there. Yes. Um, but here's maybe even something I think that, that really, especially in Jesus day and the, the, you know, the days after the days, of the early church made this difficult. <laughs> so you have the nation of Israel exiled. Um, first by Assyria and then by Babylon, the the two kingdoms. Another podcast. Don't have time to get into that. Right now. <laughs> point you have the this exile, right? And then there's um, a group of people that return to Jerusalem after this exile, and they start trying to rebuild. Um, but you come to the New Testament, you come to Jesus's day, and the exile, quote-unquote, hasn't really ended, right? Because guess who now yeah, occupies the, Romans, the land? The Romans are the big boy on the block. The Romans. So even though the Israelites, um, at least some of them, are back in their, their homeland, so to speak, the exile in their minds isn't really over. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> yeah. They're there, but uh, they're not in charge, so right. to speak. Yes. Know? So they never really got out of the exile. And if you are the religious leaders of the community, you are probably thinking, okay, the reason we're in this whole mess and the reason we were exiled is because we didn't obey God. Mm. Mm. Right? We didn't love him with all our hearts. We didn't trust him fully. We sought our own way. We yeah. wanted to do things our way. We worshiped these false gods. And so what are you going to do if 
you think to yourself, man, the reason we were exiled and the reason this these foreign pagan forces are occupying us <laughs> is because we've been disobedient to God. What is your response likely to be out of that? Yeah. Try to buckle down on obedience, you know, right. double down. Right. And so, I mean, especially a sign like circumcision that makes you especially distinct, that becomes like even more a sticking point. Mm. Um and uh, and it definitely, you know, the 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 pagans were definitely not circumcised. Like it was a very very distinguishing mark. Um, and so you've got these these people here that really really want to hold on to this. Um, and so when 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 Christ raises from the dead, and the Holy Spirit visibly fills uncircumcised. Pagan Romans, right? And I guess they're not pagan at the time the Holy Spirit fills them because now they've, you know, they've obviously come to trust Jesus for right. salvation. But the point being, you Gentiles. know, they're uncircumcised pagan Gentiles and the Holy Spirit comes to them, fills them uh, and indicates God accepts them. Like he accepts them not on the basis of the sign of circumcision, but faith, right? Yep. So that becomes pretty clear throughout the New Testament that that um, what Paul said in Romans 4 and even what Moses said in Deuteronomy 10, that it's it is first and foremost faith and heart that are at issue here, that you love God, that you trust him and that you will do what he asks. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think the uh, the Pharisees, you know, we give them we rat them out all the time. But, you know, um, the whole religious community of Israel lost sight of, I mean, you know, they were circumcised in their flesh, but apparently they weren't, to quote again from Deuteronomy, they weren't in their hearts because they thought, you know, we're going to double down on these laws, these traditions, and we're going to, oh, we're really going to hope that God's going to get us into exile. <laughs> and God came to them in the flesh. Yeah, and they missed walked it. Walked right by them, and they missed it because there is a kind of outward compliance um, that Jesus says, you know, makes you like a whitewashed tomb, you yep. know, pretty on the outside, but on the inside full of death. Yeah, that's why the heart, um, mm -hmm. I keep going back to that, but yeah. that's why it's so important. The heart thing is because the, the sign, the physical sign in and of itself, as you were pointing out, um, Jesus referred to the Pharisees as whitewashed mm -hmm. tombs, you know. There's nothing to it. There's no... Um, great value. There's no, you know, salvation. There's no redemption just through physical signs. Right. It's yeah. all about your heart. The yeah. signs can evidence it, but right. they mm -hmm. don't have power in and of themselves. Right. Yep. Yep. So that's, I think that's where we get into the why it was so difficult yeah, for them. How that, it is. And you know. we talked a lot about circumcision, but now we're kind of finding ourselves more leaning towards New Testament issues and... Um, yeah, obviously circumcision isn't our uh, sign anymore. Right, <laughs> right. We don't, have to, we don't have to wrestle with that one anymore, but we do have a sign uh, we refer to as baptism. Yep. Probably heard of it. <laughs> but, um, you know, how does that play itself out? Why is it such a, a huge deal, a big deal for us to get baptized as Christians? Why is that physical sign for us? You know, we did away with circumcision, which yeah. was just a physical sign. Why do we need another one, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I think just as like, um, as a way of defining to make sure that, because, um, you know, I don't know where our, our audience may come from different backgrounds, but when we're talking about baptism, we're talking about being immersed completely in a mm -hmm. body of water right. As, right. A, as a symbol, right? So like my wedding ring is a symbol of the fact that I'm married to someone. Yeah. Um, it's a symbol of an invisible reality. Visible symbol, invisible reality. Baptism um, 
immersion in a body of water, and it's a visible symbol of the invisible reality that through faith in Jesus, we've been buried with him yep. in death, and we've been raised to walk in a new life, a new life that is evidenced by love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, trust in him, willingness to follow him. So, boom, there's that. Um, so why, you know, why do we have to like, why, you know, if it, if it is just faith and heart, then why do we have to do this? Right. right? I think it's the, so I think first and foremost, again, echoing what we were saying earlier is that um, there is an, there is a sort of an obedience issue with this because Jesus commanded it. Yeah. Um, that's you know, and I know that's kind of like the, you know, Jesus just, you know, he said it. Well, I mean. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah. he commanded it. When, but that when counts for something. It does. <laughs> you can't just be like, well, just because Jesus said it. Yeah. Well, just because Jesus said it. <laughs> right. And so you have, you know, like you read that, like Matthew 28, when he says he's telling the apostles, go make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he's like, making disciples and baptizing go right with each yeah. other in Jesus's last words yep. on earth to his disciples, which is nothing to say of the fact that Jesus himself yeah. Was baptized. Yeah. He like he led the way in this. He he partook um, in this sign. Um, he said it's it's in fact what he said when John said, "Why are you coming to me to be baptized? Like I, you should be baptizing yeah. me." Uh, Jesus said it's fitting to fulfill all righteousness. Um, so and you read about that if you're curious. Mark, Matthew three, Luke three, Mark one. Um, so so for us right today, again, much like it was with Abraham. Um, when we observe this sacrament, this rite, this sign, um, there is this evidence that like what we're, what we're really saying is that our hearts so trust Jesus, so love him that, you know, if he asks us to do something like be baptized, you know, like we're going to do that because like we love him and we trust him. And I mean, you know, I'm sure there, there are lots of ways you could push back on this, but like if, if Jesus asks you to go to the ends of the earth, to dangerous terror, like dangerous places, you know, to, to spread the gospel, to spread the good news of his life, death and resurrection. Uh, you know, if you're not even going to like get yourself into a body of water to publicly proclaim, <laughs> proclaim that you trust him and love him. Like I just, yeah, I don't know, you know, like that's the, so it, it's again, like what you said earlier, it's indicative of your, your heart. Right. Um, but the other thing that I think is significant about baptism is that it's a public proclamation and, I mean, it, it kind of preaches a sermon all its own to the world um, of what we believe and who we believe in and um, that we trust him, you know? Yeah, most certainly. So, yeah. and, and the thing is, is that baptism, again, just like certain baptism doesn't save you, you know? I mean, you could be baptized um, and your heart could be completely you know, that could be a whitewashed tomb thing. You can baptize and yep. your heart can be dead. You know? Right. And you don't Absolutely. love God. Absolutely. Um, so we believe that it's, um, it is primarily practiced for people who have confessed faith in Jesus. Um, we see that throughout scripture. When, when Peter is preaching in Acts chapter two, verse 38, um, he says, repent and be baptized. And words, turn from sin, stop worshiping false gods, believe in Jesus and be baptized. So they, they both go together yep. and, um, it seems that faith proceeds first, which just to give a little, just a little, little shout out to people who believe in infant baptism, just so I represent their views fairly. They believe that baptism is so dynamically equivalent to circumcision that they, um, because babies were circumcised, right? In Israel, they were baptized yeah. after eight days. Um, they 
baptize infants for the same reason, because they think circumcision was the sign that included babies in the community of Israel. Well, baptism is the sign that includes Christians in the community of the church. We're going to baptize babies. Um, I don't buy that personally, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and if any of you out there believe in infant baptism and you want to sit down and have a cup of coffee, I'll sit down and have a cup of coffee and talk with you about that. But um, we believe that it's, it's a believer's thing, that it's a right for people who say, I I trust Jesus. I love him and I want to obey him and follow him in water baptism. And I want to proclaim to my family, my friends and the watching world uh, that I've been buried with him in the likeness of his death and raised to walk in newness of life as the old creed goes. Um, and you know, one other little note on this, just to talk about like, I mean, the significance of this, like that baptism isn't just like, oh, it's a thing you can just write off. Um, in the Middle East, there are certain countries, um, where, you know, you can have faith in Jesus, you know, that's fine. If your Mm -hmm. personal heart, you know, you have faith in Jesus, but when you, when you identify with him publicly in baptism, that is when they're like, you're out, like you're, you're, you're anathema to your family. Mm. Uh, you can, some places you can be killed. Um, so I think, I mean, that tells you a little bit about, yeah, the and even in the eyes of other people, how significant baptism is in identifying us with Jesus yep. and the fact that we trust him, we love him. And it's a, it's a sign of that. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's it. And if you haven't, you, you want to be baptized and you haven't been, you trust Jesus. Shameless plug again, yeah. we're baptizing in the church. Uh, weekend of July 8. So you can sign up for that or you come yep. watch because it's a great reminder to us that, you know, we're called to that life too. Yep. You know, that's what we're, we, we're reminding ourselves what it means to trust and follow Jesus and all of that. So yeah, it's good stuff. I think that's it. I think we're probably about out of time, aren't we? Look at that. Appears so. Look at that. Well, Lucas, thanks for joining me today, man. And talking with us a little bit about these, uh, these uh, signs and you know what they mean and what they're all about and hopefully it uh, hopefully this elucidates some things yep clears some things up and by the way if you've got any questions comments you want to rat out Lucas for anything <laughs> you can email us please don't don't get me in trouble at, with my ball <laughs> at podcast <laughs> at horizons church <laughs> dot net and we'll uh, maybe those will show up on the podcast and thanks Lucas again yeah joining us. absolutely Fun times. Yep. We'll see you all next time. Mm